I'm your coach, guide, mentor, helper, assistant, whatever you call me. And I'm today with a very unique feature. I'm here to interview someone and talk to someone, have lots of, uh, you know, great conversation with someone. I know and I personally regard as one of the one of the finest human beings that I have met at Solution State. And his story is quite inspiring. Why? Because he made a brave decision of switching his career midway. And that's not an easy thing to do. I've met across so many people who have had uh, struggles switching their careers, had nightmares and couldn't or couldn't do it actually. But I have seen this person do it with all the humility and grace at his disposal. And in the process, he made lots of friends, won many hearts. And as a result, I, I believe uh, from my end that he had a vertical growth. And I think his current title shows that, uh, you know, he had a vertical growth. Great. So I'm going to bring Yusuf Khan. Uh, Yusuf Khan is how you spell it in if you're from India or other part of the world. But Yusuf Jan is how you pronounce it if you're from Turkey. So meet Yusuf Zan. I'm going to put him on screen. <laughs> Thank hey, you so Santosh. much. <laughs> hey, Santosh. Thank you for the pronunciation. I still haven't forgotten what it means in Hindi. So, <laughs> Right. Uh, <laughs> I still remember how you Han Harsh made fun of it. So I mean, not fun of it. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> if I said that I, when I invite Yusuf Jan on this, uh, you know, people would look at me like, that's <laughs> going on. <laughs> That's why I, I now drop, as you see, can from my name. I just go with Yusuf. And I Fantastic. even have a funny anecdote about it. I'll just explain it later. So, first of all, thank you so much for having me and for that really humbling uh, intro. I appreciate it. And you had not a unconsiderable part in one of you, what you explained. So you had a part in it. So, thank you for that as well. Well, you say so. Uh, I personally believe that it was all your hard work. And if anyone had any role to play, it was F.A. who who had like mad level <laughs> there of, a lot of you. <laughs> there are a lot of people, uh, but you know, you, F.A., John himself as well. A lot of people who helped me along the way. I can't, I can't name all of them, but like even Harsh. Uh, it's like there's a lot of people, but you also, because like you, dude, you were this, you know, uh, you, know, you were the guy that created that internship program, which helped me to get my foot inside the door. So that's something. Well, what can I say? I saved the best for the last at Solution State. Because I heard from the inside like how there was, there was a huge internal resistance to that program. So that must have taken quite yeah. some convincing to get that going. And yeah, I mean, it's not have, easy. Yeah, I mean, we still have... Uh, we still have Kavita with us, Vajayanti with us, uh, Sumutu with us, Garima with us. So it's it, it it's it's it was a success for you know by all means. I'm so relieved, uh, and you know, I. I'm, oh, Mehdi as well. Sorry, I forgot Mehdi. my my best yeah, my my best buddy Mehdi <laughs> as well. Uh, he will he yes. will never forgive me if I forget the name drop him. Yeah, maybe uh, I call him Abbas. So see, uh, I mean, everybody calls him something. So I mean, now it's it's always a fun. Like, have you talked with Matthew? Oh, you mean Muhammad? No, I mean Abbas. So it's always like he has many names. <laughs> awesome, everybody! Please meet Yusuf. Yusuf is a account manager now at Solution State. Not too long ago, I think it was like eight months or nine months ago. Nine months, April twenty fifth. When I started it. Oh my God, you remember the date as well. Exactly. <laughs> so nine months ago, Yusuf joined Solution State as an intern in the second batch. Uh, and, you know, um, from the day he... It was the first onboarded. batch though. It was the first batch. I was intern number I was I was in the first eight and I think I was in intern six or two. I can't remember that one. You were in the first but batch? I was, yes, I was in the first batch. Second yes. batch was Vajay. Kovita, Nilotpal, uh, a few others, but I can't remember. I was in the frame. Um, Abbas was in second batch as well. I have a good memory. It looks like I'm growing much uh, older, much faster. <laughs> First batch, I can tell you the old names, like eight, eight of our names, I can tell you. Let's recall the names of the first batch. Uh, Ure, Yure, yes. uh, Sumruti, myself, Nachiket, yes. uh, Garima, yes. 
there was the guy with the curly hair. I can't remember his name though. Even I can't I remember. So you have to do. You have to remember his name. <laughs> you, I don't. God, God damn it! Now I, I now I talk too big, but I feel like. Well, at least I remember the five names. Great job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were my intern buddies because, like, we were all so confused. Oh man, like, it was like, have you understood anything? No. Have you? No. I mean, I think these people speak French, so it was it was a lot of fun and you know terrifying, but fun at the same time. There was one guy called Kaviraj. Kaviraj, yeah, the curly, yeah, Kaviraj. I remember now. Okay, so yes. how was it? Other two. Mm. There were other two. Uh, there was one Nilotpal on the first or second batch. Nilotpal was the second. Oh, second. Uh, Prasad. Prasad was the first. Uh, Prasad. First batch, yeah, seven. yeah, I remember Prasad. Yeah. So I can't remember the eight one though, but it was eight of us. I remember. Great and. From eight of us, uh, how many of them are sex solicitors it now? Four uh, or five? From first batch, Garima, Smuti, myself, I think. And from the second batch, Vajayanti, Kavita, and Abbas. So six out of 14, I think. The second batch was six, I think. So yeah, six out of 14, that's a good, good way. Yes. And, you know, um, again, the success of the six is not my... Uh, not my con, not nothing to do with me. The failure of the uh, the other other way around is also not my not my doing. <laughs> I I, well, dude, I I honestly believe that you had a great system in place uh, to at least get our feet wet, to so to say, because like you got us into uh, ad copywriting, which none of the specialists did. You uh, you know, had us trainings, do trainings on CTM, which none of the specialists or the CMs most of the time have, uh, most of the time have no idea how they work. So it was it was a good, at least easing us into it. And then you gave us of the good hands. What's the secret to use this one? <laughs> we, have to, we have to put this question on the screen. Somebody gave a huge compliment to Yusuf. And that's my intern. <laughs> that's my intern pod mate. <laughs> Abbas. Uh I, I explained it to him many times. So yesterday we were talking with Abbas. Like I showed him, hey, you want to see this neat trick? And he's like, What is it? I showed him like a video, like I pressed this one single button in my uh mouse and it automatically pays a Google Meet link. So I don't have to go to Google Meet, create a new meet anymore, etc. He's like, wow, we're so smart. No, I am so dumb. I can waste an hour to automate a 30-second job. Like, that's how my brain operates. <laughs> I can spend an Excel like two hours if I could just do something 30 minutes. But if I can trim it down to 15 minutes, I call it a win. Well, still, you know, uh, you got to keep that keep that going. Because in that process, you, you, you would never realize you'll probably solve a big problem. Abdelila says, hello, Santos. Hello, Abdelila. I confirm, you know, uh, he says, eight months and already an account manager. Dude, it's a huge success. It is indeed, isn't it? Thank you so much, Abdelila. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm usually a humble guy. Yes, it's a success. And I, I bust my veer to have that happen. But again, I had a lot of help along the way. A lot of help that I can name hundreds of people i mean probably close to 100 people and everybody every person who answered the question who you know humped on a quick call show me something i can't i can't say i did it all by myself i had a lot of help but i was i think the most important thing is i was never shy i never shied away from asking help anytime i was exactly stuck with a question yeah I was anytime like santosh he remembers how many times i asked him like hey santosh have a five minute and then that five minute stretched into 30 minute calls that he had to explain everything to me because I wouldn't let him go before I was happy with the answer or I, 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 I understood whatever my question was, the answer to my question was. So there you go. The first value, value bomb from Yusuf is that you can get all the help you want, but you got to ask for it. Exactly. Unless you ask for it, you're not going to get it. <laughs> In Turkish, we have a saying, uh, which basically means no... Uh, teeth, no teeth for a baby who doesn't cry. So to, you know, have that help, you first need to ask for it. No one can know what you are lacking or what you need help with. You can't expect people to come to you every day and say, hey, dude, you need help with this or are you good with that? I mean, they will do out of court courtesy once or twice, but you got to teach them like, are you stuck with, I don't know, like 
your products got disapproved and you don't know what to do, reach out to someone senior and ask them, hey, I see that you're managing a supplement company as well and my products are got disapproved as well. Have you had any experience with that? How did you solve it? Can you show me? Hop on a quick mall, quick meeting, call something, you know, or ask them to kind of like send you a guide, but don't be afraid to, you know, ask a question. I was never, ever, you know, got talked down or got into trouble for asking questions, even the stupidest ones. Like, one, don't be afraid to ask a question. Two, don't think any of your questions are stupid. There are no stupid yes. questions. There are stupid decisions. And stupid answers. <laughs> Dude, that makes me think that, you know, it, it goes really long way uh, in, you know, in, in practice, because I remember when I announced the first batch of Google Ads course, I literally had to beg people, please come learn Google Ads with me. And nobody took me seriously. Like those who did, they did so well after that, afterwards. But the point is, and then, then for the internship, I announced the intensive but nobody was applying like you know i got i didn't get too many applications so i had to choose from the lot i had got That's, so, that was a miss you know chance that they didn't take and they probably regret it now yeah but you know funny thing is that um you know i'm i was announced the coaching program and i've got only two participants yet um and so that theme continues but <laughs> So that's one secret, Yusuf. What what are the other secrets? I, in fact, let's take a step back and help us understand. Uh, because I made the announcement about big career switch and how you did it and what went around in achieving this. So help us understand what were you up to before you started Solution Set? All right. So before I started Solutions, I had no idea what digital marketing was. I mean, I know what digital marketing is and I'm a person, I'm a digital marketer who still uses ad block. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I still have it on my Chrome. I see right now ad block is blocking 15 something on this stream as of, as I speak. So I always, even on my phone, I installed ad blockers. So I was as far away from it as possible. What I was doing was I was a journalist. I was a, uh, I was writing sports and national news at one of Turkey's biggest English uh, newspapers. And I also graduated from English literature. So English was kind of like my skill. So with the newspaper, I was doing okay. But there came a point in my life where I was approaching age 34 and I was at 33 at the time. And like, even before that, I was like, as we already know, journalism is a little bit dying. So I was kind of having stress about the future of prospect of my career. So I was looking to make a switch. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to say, okay, I can't make a switch at this age. I, I always feel like you can make it anytime as long as you are feeling like it. So I said I want to go into a new business, whatever it is but anything that promises more future and it pays better than what I was paying. So that was the money aspect as well. <laughs> so out of the blue, this uh, this little brother I have called F.A., who happens to be a strategist at Solutions Day, tells me, why don't you, you know, consider digital marketing? And I'm like, what is that? And he says, you know, the Google Ads and all that. And I'm like, okay, sure, why not? But And then he sends me like these six links, right? And there's like Google Ads uh, certification programs, which... yeah by the way, entirely rubbish, just don't even bother. They still, I, I mean, the last time I was taking it, they were still uh, teaching broad match modifiers, which has been, you know, phased out long ago. So they haven't updated it probably. Don't even bother. Just watch Santos' videos much better. So I was I was briefly kind of like lured in by F. F. I said, you have a really inquisitive and... <laughs> What happened? FA, look at FA's message right now, which she never completed, by the way. Yeah, I didn't because I didn't see the point in that. Like, right. he's to you. He was kind of, I, I sent him like the first certificate. Hey, FA, I got the first certificate. I'm like, Afterwards, he was asking me, what happened with this certificate? Are we doing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, oh, dude, I completed all that. I'm like, never did. I never completed Don't worry. Nobody cares. I know. Nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it was old FA kind of like pitching the idea to me. And I, I really didn't believe because like I was 32, 33 at the time. Who would give a chance to a 32-year-old who never didn't know anything about Google Ads? But what I didn't know was there was this guy called Santosh who, for you know, unexplicable reason, managed to convince the whole Solutions 8 leadership to create this internship program and bring in a fresh batch of eight people we're gonna you know raise up from the scratch uh so yeah that's how i got in just entirely i i want to say pure like afterwards all i did was kind of like getting help from everybody and by myself but getting inside solutions it was my i think lucky break which i have fa to thank for yeah absolutely you should thank for uh, thanks give all the thanks to fa because i remember when i was when i announced and i after like persistent um you know uh, request. I remember, I remember the questionnaire you sent me. Like, hey, Yusuf, uh, here's my link. Schedule a call with me, and please uh, answer this questionnaire. Like, I gave everything one. What is your like? How's your understanding of bidding strategies? One. How's your understanding of attribution model? One. How's your campaign that's one? I, I, and I just wrote, Santosh. I know nothing about Google Ads, and now you say, okay, no reason to meet that. See you at the internship program. <laughs> That was the like, that was the fastest interview I've done. I know nothing. All right, you're taken. You know, because you know why? Because people who know half the way, I have to work harder on them to make them unlearn things. Yeah, yeah. And this we is the had, reason we why. had some experiences there as well. Like, it's better to start fresh to make, you know, teach an old dog new tricks. That's that's difficult. I know. But exactly. Like, again, very simple interview. Answer. Do you want to do Google Ads? Are you madly in love with this thing? Yes. Do you know anything? No. Great. You're hired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's man. how I got it back, back, basically. But it must have frightened you, uh, you know, oh. that I'm going to a completely different domain altogether. And although I have FA and there is this program, internship program, but, you know, you're risking a lot at... 33 right because yeah, yeah a lot you of have things... responsibilities you can't just decide for yourself you can't say okay i'm gonna eat ramen for the next month and then i'm still gonna make it but you can't do that you have responsibilities you have a lot of people that depend on you your family i have a wife i have a like 20 pound cat who eats a lot there's like bills to pay so i had to risk it but and i'm just gonna be honest with you man like i think it was third week or something, I literally remember breaking down and crying in front of my wife because I said to her, I am going to, you know, I can do this, but the internship program was 12 weeks and everybody in that program were, at least compared to me, were way ahead of me. Like everybody had at least some basic understanding. They knew what the campaign types were. They knew what the biddings were. Like, like I was so behind them. I was like, I can do this, but in 12 weeks, I'm probably not going to make the cut. So I had, I was like, I also wanted to really make this happen. The salary was good. Uh, the working conditions were good. The team was amazing. Like that was the biggest thing for me. The team was incredibly, uh, it was a pleasure to work with. I never once in my life uh, felt like at least, especially during the first uh, few months when I uh, we had a much more tight knit team together so i never felt like working because it was such a fun environment so yeah i i literally broke down in front of my wife and cried because i panicked i said i don't think i'm gonna make the cut in time i know i can do this i know i'm smart enough to do this but competing with these guys these other seven in this time i don't know and i think something break broke inside of me during that time and it kind of like flipped the switch and it's just kind of like gave it all because I remembered staying up until 4 a.m. waiting calls and doing everything I can so yeah it was it was it was terrifying it was exciting exciting and terrifying at the same time because I knew nothing and I was like these guys are like again 20 fresh out of school have much more flexible brain than I I mean I'm not 45 or anything like that but again 10 years difference can make a lot because you have now a lot of preconceptions set in stone. It's really hard to bend it, change it. So yeah, it was terrifying and exciting. And you know, you literally made me a fan of you 
because <laughs> because uh, I have seen people who are, and you know, sometimes I have also felt that way that when you are at crossroad like this, when you have responsibilities to take care of, and you have been doing great in your job or field that you're uh, you were good at, and then starting over from zero, and uh, you know, more humiliating probably is the thing that calling yourself an intern at 33 would have, been, would have taken a toll. Uh, also, you know, there is a lot of ego that, you know, hey, people reported to me. Now I am, you know, reporting to others, you know, and um, I'm at, you know, there are a lot of things, thoughts that, you know, run into people's heads and people don't take that decision that they can actually do it. <clears throat> what helped? Uh, what helped was first, I think, uh, I know, I knew uh, like the, actually one of the biggest, uh, I think that things that triggered my anxiety was seeing how busy FA was during those months. Like, cause like when I was getting in, I relied on having FA's help whenever I was stuck, but like I was messaging this guy, like, Hey, FA, I, then Turkish, like, I need to ask you this question two hours later, he answers me. So I'm like, all right, that's not gonna happen. Like if I rely on this guy's help, I'm gonna complete the internship in not 12 weeks, but 12 months. So that was, I said to myself, now it's time to go make friends. And it started with you. I'm like, okay, this guy is my boss, but he's super approachable, super nice. So I gotta harass him to get answers up. And then I started reaching out like shamelessly to all the specialists or even the strategists, not even, you know, everybody's, is scared of onkar but like i was like hey onkar i need to ask about gmc and i will buy you steam gift cards or something you gotta answer this question i was not shying away from trying to bribe onkar so but uh i asked a lot of questions but uh i think it would initially happen was first step was knowing that i had a dear uh i don't want to call f a friend uh, like a brother uh inside that place who would help me he also did. I'm not gonna, by the way, uh, I'm not gonna troll him. He helped tremendously with my growth. But I also, I think, uh, once that was the getting inside. Once I get, got inside, that the thing that broke down my barriers and uh, eased my anxiety was working with fantastic people like you, Onkar, Osama, again, like all my uh, intern friends, uh, Abbas, Nachiket, which I still. Uh, remember fondly I just tell you, you know we talked like a week ago I still miss him so this we had this incredible team where and no one said no I do not have time for you no you can't ask me this question no I'm superior to you and you shouldn't be asking no one said anything like that even the stupidest questions people would immediately send you a or slack huddle or a google meet and then they will just gladly show you how to do it even if you ask this question Maybe a week ago, they would show you again, 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 until the day you were confident that you understood it. So I think that knowing that I'm in a safe spot, I'm in a friendly working environment where they were going to help me grow, knowing that helped me, you know, ease my anxiety and then get my mindset to a place where, okay, I'm going to give not 100%, 101%, so I'm going to make this. And thankfully, I did. I'll tell you the conversation between me and FA when this program was being launched. So FA says that, hey, I have a friend of mine who is interested in doing this. And by the way, guys, uh, if you're watching this, please don't uh, think that because you don't have a friend like FA, you can't do it. Or you don't have, um, you know, an internship program waiting out there, you can't do it. You can't do it. Yusuf was just lucky. But then that luck wouldn't have favored Yusuf unless he stepped up for it like you know unless you say that okay i'm gonna make a decision and do it um and just to just to uh brief i mean i was the only one who knew fa like we have uh, a bus in the chat they didn't know anybody we have uh, still ethics uh, solutions that we have smoothie garima kavita Jayanti, these people uh they didn't know anybody so anybody yes, can exactly. do it. yeah so don't single out yusuf saying that because he had a friend he he had any extra favors there are other people who also did it and they're still at solution set and they are doing extremely well so um you know it's just about your own karma your own dedication and most importantly i think you need to have love for what you're doing otherwise um you know 
F A or, or me or Kasim or John or anybody else couldn't have made you do what you're doing. Exactly, nothing's gonna work. You gotta you gotta have respect and love for what you're doing. So that's that's the key ingredients. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. Did you have a plan B? Plan B? No, that was kind of like again. That's what terrified me. That's why I break break broke down. I said, if this doesn't did does you know if this doesn't happen, I have nothing to rely on. So, but at the same time, I think it also was a big driving driver motivator for me. So I had to make it. I had I didn't have any choice. It was this or nothing. So I had to make it. So that was a big big motivator for me because I didn't have any other friends that were kind of like extend the hand to a 23 year old who's looking to start from scratch that doesn't happen a lot as you know especially in corporate world so this 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 was the only option i had and it, i had to make it so that was a big big motivator for me it, it was a terrifying one but still a motivator awesome yeah so back to the conversation fa and i had so he said i have a friend of mine he's really good he's the i said fa but wouldn't that distract you from doing what you're doing, you have a team, you have a part to manage. If he says he's the smartest guy I know, much smarter than me, I said, but is he interested in Google Ads? He says, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said, then let's bring him on. <laughs> My conversation with Kasim was interesting. Um, I said, I want to hire interns. Kasim says, um, come on, not again. You know, we have we want to hire the best out there. He said, yeah, they're the best. They're, they're the best. Uh, they're, they have the best love for Google Ads, and therefore they, they would be here. And he said that, okay, they're not going to touch accounts. They're not going to go on, uh, do anything. I said, yes, I will create all the boundaries, but let, let, let me bring them in. <laughs> and Kasim knows that once I put my foot down, I will uh, make it happen. So he gave it. <laughs> Kasim is, I, I, that's what I love about Kasim. If you go to him with a uh, reasonable explanation, you can convince him. He's not a, he's, he's not a, you know, he's a, he has a flexible mind. That's what I believe. So, and I, and you're a quite convincing guy. So I know, uh, I, I would guess that that conversation wouldn't have gotten in any other way that you would have left that conversation taking whatever you wanted. And it also goes back to your theory of asking and being persistent about it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Great. Some people are posting some comments here and questions. Uh, folks, if you are posting questions, we will take those questions towards the end. And for the time being, we are just trying to understand Yusuf's journey uh, from a you know, a journalist to a Google Ads intern to now a, an account manager. So um, now that you have become an account manager, what does your day look like, Yusuf? My day usually looks like, uh, first, I usually... Uh, as you already know, our, our time zones are quite different to the US. So I start work at 5 p.m. So which is kind of like the middle of the day for me. I first need to get into the working motivation because like it's not like what I've been programmed to do throughout my career because I usually get up, take a shower, where I used to be, go to work, start work, and then relax. Now I do the relaxing part uh, first and then get into the motivation. Whenever I start, I usually start by looking into accounts, what they did yesterday, like did they spend or did I see any conversions or is this anything broken? Like anything out of the ordinary. I don't I don't do a lot of checklists, to be honest with you. Like I usually can at, at least and I'm at a certain point where I can see with a glance like if there's any major issues going on with the account. So I usually look over the day-to-day -day, uh, performance and that. Afterwards, I go through my emails. And since uh, this is quite different to different to the being special, specialist, I use just I look just Google Ads, and every now and then I had a meeting with CMs. But now I need to answer to all the clients or internal uh, CM stuff. So answering emails, which kind of like can take from one hour to three hours, depending on how many back and forth there are. And then afterwards, if I have again other special stuff to do optimizing or creating new campaigns or trying to devise mid-level strategy where i can do things without consulting fa that's what it looks some days it's too quiet some days i can't catch a break like today for example in 30 minutes i have a client call afterwards 
I have a meeting with our CM lead, Andrew. Afterwards, I have a training session, et cetera, et cetera. But some days I don't have any meetings, any emails at all. And I just kind of like uh, either spend time relaxing a little bit, not going to lie, or spend time looking into more training self where I can learn what I feel like I'm missing or where I can look into the accounts more in depth. Like I can look at Pmax and say, all right, this is doing good, but I can go into the products and you know sort by click and say, okay, these products are getting disproportionately huge amounts of you know clicks and these are not getting it allowed. So maybe we can kind of like try to shuffle it around. It depends on a day-to-day, -day, but there is like much more conversation combined with specialist work compared to my previous position, which was uh, Google Ads specialist. So yeah, that's it. A lot of emails, shooting Loom videos, and looking at Google Ads dashboard to give a short answer. <laughs> awesome. That sounds fantastic. Uh, I have a couple of questions. One of them is selfish question, and the other is kind of uh, putting you in a spot kind of a question. Which one would you like to take first? Whichever you want. Whichever you want. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not a guy that you can put on the spot, dude. Like you you know that. I can always turn the uh, you know table around. Like I can always shine up. Don't worry. Okay, then let's let's try the let's put you in a spot kind of a question. All right. So you know you had a you know very um, how to say a challenging start from personal perspective, and then you have seen success in last nine months. Mm -hmm. But for sure, you would have noticed some traps uh, that you must have avoided. Otherwise, you could have been distracted and not seen the kind of success you have seen today. I am pointing towards there is this concept called moonlighting. Mm -hmm. It's a second, second job. Usually. Yeah, second job. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what people do generally is that because sometimes they are desperate, sometimes they are super overconfident or sometimes... They take it too easy and sometimes they're like oh i have now i know everything and there is nothing for me to learn and therefore i can you know or i you know sometimes people are careless and they um you know bite more than that they can chew <laughs> exactly exactly and and v2 and fa as well have seen that happen I'm not going to name the name, but remember the specialist who I had to replace immediately after when I graduated as an intern, because that person was either moonlighting or something, but they kind of like gave up on checking up their accounts. They didn't even realize the conversion action for their account was broken almost 10 days ago. So there's, I 100% I understand and agree with what you're saying. Yes. And I, I call them short-sighted in a way. Because mm -hmm. when you have a platform like Solution Set, where you can, you know, you're only limited by your own limitations. You know, if you can perform well, if you can uh, do things right, uh, nobody is stopping you. And nobody is basically questioning you even. Uh, nobody is jealous of you. Nobody is uh, trying to ride on your shoulders. You are like, you're commanding your own growth. When you have a, that kind of a platform, why would you, you know, <laughs> be short-sighted and distract yourself. So, you know, this could be one, you know, um, trap where, you know, people get distracted and I have, I've seen a lot of folks do that. And, you know, most of the team I had hired, they were like pretty uh, young and early stage in their career. And they had a massive opportunity to learn and grow. But somewhere along the way, you know, three months in the game, six months in the game, they lost focus. What advice do you have for them? Uh, the, I think the most important thing is no matter what your experience is in, do not ever, ever be scared of challenging your superiors. Never. Like, I can give you two examples. One from John himself, who everybody is usually scared deadly of, like, they're kind of like, I don't know, like, I, I love John. Like, the amount of, uh, like, if our private chats were kind of, like, exposed, I, it, it was, I, the, you wouldn't believe the talks we have. And I'm also going to give an another example from FA. I think the number one uh, limitation of people growing themselves is that they are so scared of not 
in a disrespectful way, but challenging the authority or their superiors, they can't ever start questioning things. So one is we were talking about, I think Shopify's uh, returning customer, right? And John said like, uh, this doesn't work. And uh, anybody who signs up for email shows up a customer in here, which is bugged, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I told myself, this doesn't sound right. Like Shopify is one of the biggest ones. I mean, there was probably a bug. I'm not saying John kind of like made it up. He has, probably has a reason to believe that. So I went into one of the accounts I have. I manually mapped all the last seven days conversions and from the customer list. And I kind of like shot a long video. Hey, John, you said this. But when I look at this, all the numbers match up. So I have all the reason to believe that Shopify's returning customer rate is 100% correct. And he returned to me and said, you are 100% right. Thank you for notifying me. So if I was a regular guy who's too scared to uh, challenge his CPU, now in the back of my head, I know that, okay, Shopify's returning customer rate is broken. I'm not going to trust that, which is entirely wrong. And it's also kind of like, you know, not trusting a reliable source, you now uh, are on the wrong path because you trust a wrong information. You were too scared to question it or challenge it. And now, again, anytime the, if you you know reinforce this feeling, you're never gonna uh, learn or you know outgrow yourself. And the second was we were having discussion with FA how YouTube removed the SK and in topic from uh, drive conversion campaigns. And FA was saying, all right, DSK and Inktar topic is and placements are no more. And I said, I I mean, they're not no longer in drive conversion, but we can do them in CPV and CPM. And he said, no, 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 they're all gone. I said, no, they're not all gone. So I showed him, like, can you, and he said, like, can you show me, like, are you sure? And I said, here, dude, like, let's open CPM campaign. Here you go, like, topics, DSKs and placements. And like, he's like, oh, wow, I thought they were all gone. So if, again, if I didn't kind of like, told FA that now it was doing harm to FA as well, or myself as well. So I think those two uh, examples never be afraid. I'm not saying talk bad to your spirit or kind of like do them in a bad way. Just kind of like kindly, gently, without a confrontational uh, tone, just go to them and say, hey, boss or sir, or whatever you want to call them, you said this. But I believe you're sort of mistaken, and here's why you're mistaken. And if you prove uh, to them, and if they're not, you know, egotistical maniacs, they'll just agree with you and commend you for that. So never be afraid to challenge, uh, you know, because that I feel like if you if you never challenge your superiors, all you become is order taker. You just like, hey, do this. Okay, I'll do that. Why am I doing it? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't question things. I just kind of, I don't know. We, we were told to do this or we're doing this. Why am I doing this? Is it applicable to my case? Is it a good reason to do this in this specific scenario? You always question things. And if, the, you know, if it doesn't sit well with you, just kind of like talk, say, you don't have to do it in public. You don't have to do it in a, you know, in a group meeting or something. Just reach out to them, private message or private call or something. Say, hey. You said this, but I mean, I don't want to disrespect, but I don't feel like this approves here. Uh, this is a good reason, you know, there's a good logic in here. And they can, if if they're still right, they can explain the reason behind that. Hey, I said this because reasons these, or they'll say, why do you say that? And then you show them the proof and now they say, okay, that's, that's good. Because now you're also showing them the right way as well. So it's a win-win situation. And to be able to do something like that, to be able to challenge somebody like John Moran, <laughs> you you got to cover your base. <laughs> That's why I had to map all those conversions manually. You can't just kind of, I don't feel this wrong. I mean, I think you're wrong, John. Depends on what, like, what is your proof? Like, I had to have a solid case study. That's why I had to, like, spend two hours, make sure that I'm not bullshitting. So, yeah, you have to, you have to have solid case against uh, your spheres if you're challenging them of course don't do them just out of gut thing even even if you're even if you have a lot let's say let's say you're talking about campaign types okay i believe pmax is better you believe standard shopping is better and your superior tells okay open up a standard shopping for this guy give it a 10 uh, i don't know like one x 100 uh, tos and you believe pmax is better you can still be able to you should still be able to go toward to them and say 
boss, I know you told me open up a standard shopping, but I really believe we should go with Pmax and then kind of like present your case. I think we, it's going to do remarketing battles. Standard shopping is not, you know, doing remarketing. So uh, Pmax is just going to keep the attribution model itself. Standard shopping is just going to miss those attributions. And our client has other channels, which is going to look Google as better, if it worse, their overall MER or sales goal will go up, but we will lose attribution and the client might get, might get mad at us, et cetera, et cetera. If you present a good case and reasonable, and I, I think logical person will lend your ear because you're basically there. They're not uh, unmistakable, you know, unchallengeable gods. They're just human, right? Like us. FA started his digital marketing career when I, after I started my journalist career. So, I mean, I started and ended a career while he didn't, uh, while he was starting you know, learning uh, digital marketing. So, and look where he is now, but it doesn't mean uh, he didn't do any mistakes or he didn't do uh, any errors or he didn't learn anything wrong. He always, the reason he became what he is or I became what I became or John or you, we always took whatever presented to us and applied our logic and questioning to it. So we never took anything unfiltered. Like, okay, Santos said this. This might be 100% true, so I'm going to take it as a word. That's, that's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, short term, probably. You can mimic success of Santos or John or someone, but eventually when time comes, you need to make a gut call or a decisive moment. You're going to fail, and you're going to fail spectacularly, and it's going to blow up on your face. You put it together very nicely in the end, saying that once you get some initial success, you try and mimic somebody like a John Moran or Kasim or F.A. or Onkar and say that, oh, I have become a specialist. Uh, so I can be a specialist at 50 different places. <laughs> but the truth is that when you have a platform like Solutionsate, you should rather try and become the best specialist out there or level up to become a strategist, account manager, you know, the sky is the limit. Why would you, six months in the game, distract yourself? And exactly. by the way, Yusuf is not sounding like any of that because uh, what Yusuf is saying that he's not just someone who is just checking the boxes saying that I've done my job. He's actually going far and beyond to the exactly. to the extent that he's he's been able to challenge John and prove him wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so to be able to do that kind of a thing uh you know and it gives you like rewards are all all there to be able to be that dedicated means that you know you're still you still value that platform and still value that opportunity and you are trying to make it the best out of it before you call yourself a god or goddess of google ads and then start acting like you know you can be managing three different agencies and uh, you know you could be <laughs> pulling off all of that thing i'm saying this in particular <clears throat> That's that's the reason because like I said, I don't do checkboxes because I believe again checkboxes kind of like okay, here are the things you gotta do. And once you're done with that, you are like, okay, I'm done with this client. But I don't think that's the right approach. Like all my clients, I know their best sellers, I know what get generates their revenue, I know what products they got usually disapproved, I know their struggles, I know what we previously tried. I mean, I try to get a complete understanding, and this is not this doesn't happen when you read a, a onboarding sheet where they kind of like, okay, these are my best five sellers. This is my profit margin. This is what I want to advertise. It's not going to happen. Like you got to get involved with that. You got to look at the numbers and you got to try to uh, make sense of what those numbers are telling you. If you do the chat boxes, you're going to go in there. Okay. Are the campaigns spending? Yes. Are they getting conversions? Okay. So the conversions are working, but are you looking at what the conversions are coming from? Like, Maybe your best-selling product was disapproved yesterday and now Pmax is struggling to come up with a best-seller and now it's trying to push other products while your client is bleeding money because they're no longer selling their best-selling product. If you just look at everything at a surface level, you're not going to grow. Okay, Abdelila says that, are you saying that the first course of Santos was good enough for you? If not, what other things you managed to do down the road? Down the road. All right, so first... Uh, Santos shoes. I I don't know. Santos, do you still have that uh, on YouTube, or have you moved it to another platform? That uh, it's there on YouTube, um, but for members. Okay. All right, for members. All right. So Santos shoes courses helped me get a really good understanding of 
what the uh, Google Ads is, what uh, those buttons do. Like I, I really understood what the bidding strategies were like because at the start it was all foreign to me. I didn't know what maximized conversion was, what smart bidding was, what TCPA was. So I needed to get a groundwork done and then I could only build up. But first that uh, foundation had to be done. So I used Santosh's trainings for understanding what I want to do and how, how to do what I want to do. Because I had this tool called Google Ads and I knew I had some basic understanding of like, okay, so e-com, go shopping, search, etc., lead gen, search mostly and stuff like that. I had a uh, basic level of understanding, but to understand how to achieve those, I first had to know the tool set that I was given with. And Santosh's course helped me a lot with those, especially, you know, the, uh, I still remember how you were kind of like discussing uh, how people were still, still stuck, in, uh, stuck in manual CPC on the old ways. I remember your talks about uh, having that all, you know, all learn to those things, etc. So Santosh's courses are gonna help you a lot when, when it comes to how to do what in Google Ads. But afterwards, it's all gonna depend on you. Like we can talk all day long about how to set up a Pmax. Yeah. There's one only and there's only few ways to do it. You can do fee only, you can do full asset, you can do asset with no uh, product listings, etc. But how you're gonna target those audiences, like what sort of audiences, is entirely up to you. There can be no consensus. I mean, there are, of course, are going to be bad examples or worse. Like if you're selling uh, cat food, don't target, I don't know, like SUV drivers, makes no sense. But you can come up with your own game plan. There is no one uh, rule that you can apply to everything. You take Santosh's course or anybody else's, and then you always try to look at what other people are doing and understand why they're doing it. Okay, Santosh, go into Santosh's account or anybody else's account. Look at the account structure. What sort of campaigns are using? What are they targeting with those campaigns? Are there any collaborations with those campaigns? Always try to understand the reasoning behind those things. Like, the more you try to understand how people think or like how the role models you see to yourself, for example, it was Santosh or FA or John uh, for me, I can always try to, I always try to come up, okay, John is doing this, but why is he doing that and not that? The second you understand why he hasn't chosen path B versus path A, you're now having a more advanced level of thinking that you can kind of like apply to. Because again, knowing Sandy Shopping, PMAX, again, advanced tricks, of course, uh, that takes uh, the trainings and uh, the YouTube tutorials. That's for that. There are scripts that automatically adds a lot of negative keywords to Sandy Shopping, useful tools. But that's, they're gonna take you so far. Anything like in a, in a, there will be a threshold, and to get over that threshold, you need to start trying to understand what people do and why they do it. Or otherwise, you're gonna be a follower, and then you're gonna try to mimic whatever uh, course you see, and then it's not always gonna be applicable to your case. And that's the application of the tool which comes from experience and Yusuf had I mean, 10 years of experience in marketing. That's a little, that's a little bit of exaggeration. I mean, I had, uh, I had a few, I mean, I wouldn't say it's marketing, more like sales. Yeah. Uh, before journalism, I used to be in movie business where we distributed independent movies to Turkey and I would meet uh, international um, companies where I would acquire movie rights and then get be the distributor of that movie in Turkey and then sell it to TV channels and you know DVD companies or VOD platforms uh, which is called streaming now it, before it was used to call be VOD video on demand so it was a lot more sales and that also gave me kind of like a again better understanding of how to market it like if I had a movie and if I was selling it to a specific channel, like I know, like let's say uh, TV channel A and TV channel B, that kind of gave me this level of experience as well. Because I knew if I'm going to TV A, they are more conservative. They have a more conservative viewership. So I need to pick my movies 
from that, I don't want too much horror, too much gore, too much sexuality. So I prepare a special list for them and I try to pitch those movies towards them, towards that. This is a family-friendly movie and this is kind of like a romantic comedy with no sexuality, stuff like that. And for example, the Channel B, much more teen audiences or younger, a lot of sexuality, gore, horror. I give them the crazy movies. So it kind of like gave me basic level of sales and mark not marketing, a little bit. But yeah, that's that's the experience I face talking. Yeah, and that experience always helps because only the medium, the medium, the environment, the tools have changed, which is Google Ads. But at the end of the day, you are actually going to do marketing, which is bringing the right product in front of the right audience at the right time, <laughs> at the right and place. Knowing, exactly, knowing what to kind of like, what to talk about when they present you, okay, here's the product and sell me this and you kind of look at it, okay, it's a, it's a nice, uh, you know, notebook and it has the Avengers in it and, oh, okay, I can market this to probably comic book lovers, something like that, I don't know, you can come up with anything you want, just kind of like be on the lookout. And yeah, have a kid, are- don't be afraid of thinking, you know, testing things out even even if it sounds stupid in your mind just don't be afraid maybe it can, it can work yes so if you are that if you have like that kind of experience in marketing and if you're so confident about that then learning the tools of google ads and you know um, how google ads works and where you can apply what tool you can use is not going to be difficult it's just going to be a little bit of uh, conditioning with the platform and then you're you're there and speaking of that, Alamgir says that, you know, he's lucky to be part of the coaching program. <laughs> so a little bit of self-marketing here. So, you know. Of course. <laughs> you always told us, remember, like, how we were writing things and you just kind of, like, gathered all the interns. Guys, you're digital marketers. Start marketing yourself. And I, I still I still suck at that. I'm like, I don't have any side hustles. My LinkedIn profile sucks. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, okay, I, I don't care about those. I'm happy. I'm content. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is that knowingly or unknowingly, you are doing marketing all the time. Uh, and if you are a marketer by profession, why not use it to your advantage? <laughs> oh, uh, I just see Abdelida's comment in the right hand. Thank you so much. I think you made uh, out of the journalism speaking well, good abilities of reasoning, self-marketing. Yes, a lot of that. To be honest with you, I mean, mean, journalism, I wouldn't credit it with any reasoning. I mean, uh, investigative journalism, yes, but depending on the type of journalism, it's not always going to be investigative. Sometimes it's just plain reporting. Hey, this happened in Japan, earthquake happened, it's a suicide bombing or plane crash, etc. It can be also like reporting-based journalism, but speaking well, thank you so much. I had a chance to work with uh, some natives in my previous camp company, which helped me a lot. And again, being in the movie business, I traveled a lot, which also helped me a lot with speaking. But uh, I think the number one thing helped me a lot was being overall a nice guy and treating everybody as if they were like me i'm always i always tell for example abbas is still here i always tell him i will always like you don't know probably something our pod was kind of like uh disbanded because i became account manager fa is now our account manager strategist so Silent Assassins is no more, and Abbas had to transfer to Onkar's part. So oh, I always told him, yeah. That's heartbreaking, Silent Assassins. Yeah, yeah I told Onkar, like, uh, Abbas. <laughs> I, I told them, and, and they had, like, uh, they, we had a CM called Jasper, gave me the nicest burn in my life. He told me, like, have you ever realized the irony of you being called a Silent Assassin because I speak so much? <laughs> <laughs> so I told Abbas, like, uh, dude, you're always going to be my intern, bro. And, like, please, when you have a question, don't think I'm too busy or now I'm an accountant or anything. Like, I will always have time for you. I will, no matter what, always have time for you. Like, and I'll, maybe I'll respond an hour later or maybe a day later, but I also always try to answer your questions and I have always time for you. So I also kind of, like, act like as the other people uh, are like me. So I approach them as if like that. Like I, I always go like, again, Onkar, everybody's scared of him because like he's, he's, he doesn't 
emote too much. I mean, he's a really nice guy, but I don't know. There's this huge myth about it. So I go to like, Umkar, hey, dude, what's up? So help me out with this. I, I know that Umkar is a good guy. I know him. And John, I reach out to John. Hey, John, I know you're busy, but I need help with this. Nobody's going to talk down to you. So just be, again, don't be afraid to ask anybody anything because you know you never know what sort of nugget of like golden information they're just gonna golden nugget of information they're just gonna uh shoot at your way because you sometimes you can find the amazing uh little bits of information from the weirdest places you least expect always op be open to that you have some brotherly love flying your way was <laughs> from... is my guy <laughs> all right uh <laughs> Oh, he missed it and he's going to watch. Hey, Sam, sure, please, please, please watch it. This is a very inspiring journey of, speaking of that, it takes a bit of character as well to, to, to be able to replicate Yusuf's kind of success. And here is some validation that, but that friend never compromised with the work quality. And that's super important, guys. This is not a simple statement. Um, if you are uh, failing in an environment like Solutions it provides you, um, it's because you are failing the environment, not the other way around. So, you know, <laughs> if you got yeah, it, yeah, respect it. I understand it. Like if you are in a position that tries to nurture you, your career goals or your ambitions, and if you're, if that's actually true, and if you're failing, look inside, see what is the issue and try to overcome that or try to reach out to other people more. Yep, and FA says that there was a lot of FA mentioned here. Oh, yeah, you, you're what mentioning, man? <laughs> I gotta say this. A, they may hire because of a friend. No, not necessarily. Um, uh, unless we knew that Yusuf was, uh, had 10 years of in marketing and he was the smartest guy around and you know, all those things. Uh, the level of confidence. But yes, uh, you know, a friend's referral, somebody who's working at Solutions said, if, if that person refers somebody with great level of confidence, then it reduces our, you know, uh, you know, stake at the hiring. Like we know that somebody is referring, so that person might be a good person. So of course that helps. Uh, they may hire you as a friend, but they would not keep you because of a friend. And that's true, right? So again, it's about the character, you know. Um, you got on a platform, an opportunity, you got to uh, make the best of it. And, uh, you know, it is easier to teach Google Ads than <laughs> is that a swipe at me? <laughs> No, it's just kind of like it's that's what I was trying to tell. Uh, I FA as FA and I have been discussing this with, uh, a lot. No, no, people have asked me why did you leave Solutions Aid? This is why I left Solutions Aid because it was easier to teach Google Ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, again, like look at me, I learned what to do in probably three months. in in within a, within two two months, I think I was creating like four Pmax uh, four account builds in one week with CNAM. and we were like creating 80, 90 asset groups per Pmax. That was crazy, and it took me like two months to learn what button to press, where button, which button. So that's what not thing. to press. Exactly, like don't ever press <laughs> optimize targeting, for example, <laughs> or don't because... auto apply. Biggest biggest mistake of all. <laughs> yeah. You can create you know more damage by pressing the wrong buttons than create oh, yeah. value by pressing the right buttons <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly always always double check what, what especially if you're using google ads editor like that program is super powerful and dangerous so always know what try to be careful with whatever button you're pressing but uh to wrap it up i think the most important thing I can say is like for example i'll give you one example and i'm pretty sure as a teacher yourself like as a person gives hundreds of courses you've seen this yeah. happen when you explain something and you ask are there any questions they usually this awkward silence yes now i don't believe that in, the, in that like 10 person group no one has no questions what happens is eight of eight of those people have questions and eight of them are too scared to ask it are my questions are too stupid? Like, will I look dumb if I ask it? Don't, don't, like, nobody's going to care if your question is dumb. Or like, you'll be doing them a favor as well. Like, probably out of those eight, four of you have the same question, and it only needs one of you to be brave enough to voice that question so Santosh can take that 
question and answer it. And then four of you now have this better level of understanding whatever you were missing. So never, uh, given especially that opportunity, when Santosh or a person like has years of experience or knowledge, gives you that golden opportunity, any questions, that's a wasted opportunity if you don't ask it. Just take it. Don't don't care. Like whatever the question is, don't no no Santosh will never or anybody will never say, Wow, that is the dumbest question I've ever heard. <laughs> that's never gonna happen. I don't think that's ever happened. So no, it they, never happens. They, no. they, they will just say, All right, so this is your question, here's the answer, and everybody will leave with a net positive from that call. And that's the reason why the two courses, two batches of Google Ads course I've done, all I have done in that in those courses is that I have made people talk. And I have made yeah. people ask questions. I have made people brainstorm and share their ideas. Because I know there are a lot of hundreds of thousands of courses out there where people have recorded saying that this is what they do. Uh, oh, by the way, we are um, we are at one minute past the hour. I know you have to hop off. I also have a Google Ads coaching program sprint call. But I have a last question, though. And this is a selfish, that's, that selfish question. On a scale of 10 to 10, how much do you guys miss me at Solutions 8? Oh, <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11, man. Come on. You know how, Sarah, and, and, I, and I still remember the promises you made me. We're still going to eat some kebabs. Yes, for sure. Um, Air Arabia has uh, extended my flight until June 30th, so I still have a chance to come to Turkey. So Yeah, come on. See, See you someday. Yes. Let's you have a beer and some kebabs. Thank you so much. Right. Thank you so much for having me, uh, Santosh. I, we miss you. And uh, anytime you want to have me, I'll gladly hop on. Sure. Anytime. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.